All right, welcome to the Dying Desk podcast. We are on the road today. Yep, finally. Mike Domalog, Dommy, <laughs> sitting along with me here on the uh, intro to today's podcast. This is kind of like an impromptu podcast. Yep, that's fun. It was kind of in a, a boathouse. Yeah, we just decided to wing it. We're in a boathouse. We're in the um, Cal Berkeley Boathouse, which is located in Oakland along the Oakland Estuary. And we had an invitation to come out to a training camp for the U.S. rowing team. And so we got out here this morning. We had an opportunity to go ahead and um, I wouldn't say ride with because we weren't in the boat. We were on a boat next to them. But to be with the uh, U.S. men's team, which has been out here for the last couple of years, yep. which we, we um, didn't know. Didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> which we probably should not admit, but we did not know that the men's team had actually been based here for the last couple of years. Um, so there was that. But anyway, we got the invitation. We came out, and um, it has been the greatest day ever. Well, that we got the boat to ourselves. We had a boat to ourselves. <laughs> it was so much fun. You know, we got out here this morning and there's the men's eights, the eight guys in the boat and then a four boat. And we were out here by 5.30 this morning. Guys were getting onto the water by 6.30, 6.45. And we were in a boat beside them. But what made it really magical was that we were actually covering an Olympic story in person this year, which we have not gotten to do. Yeah, no pictures, no Zooms. Oh, no, no I'm so sick of doing phone. Zoom invitations yeah. <laughs> for Olympic stories. We actually got to see the athletes and meet up with them. And the interesting thing is they haven't really gotten to work with journalists yeah. very much either. They've been doing the same thing. So it was a really just fun experience. We watched the sunrise and it was everything went great today. Oh, yeah. Oh, as long as you rolled the video, yeah, everything, everything was fine. Plus, we found a donut shop. <laughs> and Tommy got a donut early before it started. <laughs> so anyway, we just wrapped up a whole bunch of interviews, and we had a little extra time. So we sat down with two of the team members, Anders Weiss and Andrew Reed, who are two of the Olympic athletes you will see in Tokyo. And we sat down to do just kind of an impromptu, super cash podcast with them. And it was really fun, because what you're going to hear in this episode is... Um, what these guys did over the last year, because think about it, um, a rowing boat, not exactly socially distanced. Nope. And so they had to do some really creative things to stay in shape during quarantine. And then we also talked to them about like how big a deal it was to put their lives on hold for another year. Because the thing about rowers is they all go to really good schools. Yep, they're like <laughs> smart guys. They're so, <laughs> and women, so smart, right? And so they all go to these really interesting, prestigious schools. They have incredible degrees, and they usually get out of school and they go on to really big jobs. And these guys and, and women um, who are not here today, they had to make the decision to put their lives on hold, their careers on hold for another year, which is not an easy thing to do, but they collectively decided to do it as a group. And the, they, they talk a lot about how they had to acknowledge that like, it's a really selfish decision yeah. to pursue dreams sometimes. Yeah, but one of the rowers said, what did he say? He was doing it for what? His country. His country. His country. But also for himself. For himself. And that's a super honest thing to yeah. say. So we'll talk a little bit about that. And then we'll also kind of get their tips on how you stay on track with a goal no matter what happens in life, which has been the theme of this season of the Dying Desk podcast. Yep. Yep. Fun day, Donnie. And for a bunch of guys, they're all working together. All working together. All working together. And having so. a lot of fun along the way, which yep. kind of sounds like you and me. Yeah. All right, we've got the <laughs> rowers, Anders Weiss and Andrew Reed, on this edition of Dying to Ask. 
Olympians, they're just different. Sure, they're fitter and faster, but they're mentally different too. Because when the body breaks down, the Olympic mindset takes over. And this year, with the first ever delayed Olympics, that mindset is more important than ever. My name is Deirdre Fitzpatrick, and I have covered the last 10 Olympics for Hearst Television. 20 years of studying and, well, obsessing about how Olympians do life. These are the stories of how Team USA's athletes get to the top of a podium and how you can get some Olympic edge in your life coming out of one of the most challenging years ever for all of us. This is Dying to Ask, The Road to Tokyo. So we're out in, um, in Oakland at the Oakland Estuary at the Cal Boathouse, which is where the University of California Berkeley rowing team is based, and, and also where the men's team has been based. I don't think people necessarily knew that. Yeah. Um, team's been out here for the last couple of years. What's it been like? Why is this a good spot for you guys? Well, you answer that. Yeah, um, it's a really good spot. Um, first of all, it's really nice to come to California where you can actually row year-round. Um, we're, we're both from the East Coast. We went to school on the East Coast. We're used to having this long winter training block where you're just trapped indoors. Um, and we can really just get more time on the water here, uh, which is a huge plus. We don't have to give up three or four months where we're just uh, sort of locked indoors. Um, and so that allows us to have a more like consistent training phase. We can row once a day, we can row twice a day. Um, if we want to do that indoor training, we can just do that in the afternoons. Um, it gives us a ton of flexibility out here. Um, also, the Bay Area has been really great to us. Um, pretty much everyone's been able to get jobs because um, just it's such like a like crazy city near the San Francisco. People are commuting in, every, um, so that's been really good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I would say it's also really nice that um, we've got so many nice other bodies of water near us that we can go to as well like depending on what we need specifically like if we need uh you know official 2k race course we can just pop up to sacramento lake natoma and train there um if we want to um, get like really focused training camp in we can go down. Real, real quick yeah. sidebar so we live near Lake Natoma okay, and yeah. I had no idea you guys were out there so yeah. I've already filed a grievance that the next time <laughs> yeah. the Olympic rowing team is there I need to know Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> it's literally like 10 minutes from my house oh it's yeah. one of my favorite places to isn't train. it a great spot oh I love it because you can swim afterwards yeah it's a great spot I do open yeah. water swimming there it's great uh -huh. for training but also it's just been like such a great spot for all the collegiate championships yeah. and it's oh, like yeah. one of the world-class sporting locations that yeah. we have in that yeah. area so anyway, sorry, that was no, my yeah. beef for the day. I promise I'm good. <laughs> but yeah. it is interesting out here in Oakland. Like I was watching, you guys have this really long, straight, straight body of water, pretty flat, unless you got a big ferry or something going by, to be training on, and that's like a big deal because you can just train straight, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, so a lot of the type of intensity we try to do, it's low intensity, high volume, and when you're turning, you're, you're sort of breaking the duration of, of intervals you'd say into halves or quarters or whatever and so the longer you can stay in your heart rate zone um, the better it is and thankfully we're we have a very long stretch to be able to do that yeah. so being able to row 10 15k straight where your heart rate's in your zone and you're, you're just training and you're working without having to turn and really worry about anything it's 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 i think a distinct advantage 
So um, what was a disadvantage in the last year when COVID struck was being in a sport where you had to be close to people. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, being in a four boat, being in an eight boat, not exactly made for social distancing. What was it like for rowers when all this chaos happened a year ago? Like, what did you guys do? Well, we were four, oh, there was sort of a, I mean, it was crazy for everyone. And so we started off very cautious. Um, we just stopped all rowing. Um, was that and, so hard? Yeah, because we didn't even know that the Olympics were canceled yet. Yeah. So we're like, we're going in and we've been told we can't row. So we don't, and we don't know when we're going to row. And the boats haven't, the selection period hadn't even begun at that point. So we were trying to start selecting the boats and we couldn't even row. Um, but I think we were, uh, we all had a pretty good attitude. We're used to like sort of picking things up as they come at us. And we were able to just take advantage of the land training. Um, like we were saying, the advantage of he here, being able to row really long distances, when you're on a machine, you can just continuously train. Like there's no geography that's limiting how long you can go. Mm -hmm. um, so we got a lot of really good volume in. It's so boring. Yeah, but it is much <laughs> more boring. It's <laughs> boring. But we, uh, it's a lot easier when you're doing it with people. So yeah. spread apart about, I think, I think when we first started, we were like we eight had to feet do, apart. Yeah, eight, to, eight to 10 feet apart. Um, but we take it out outside and, you know, four guys 10 feet apart, even even that far away, you know, it's, it's still nice to be able to say, okay, you know, there, there's someone else doing it with me. I mean, you all had to decide, like, can, when they made the decision about the delay, you had to decide, like, can I hang in it for a year, yep. another yeah. year? And that's a big deal because... Um, you all went to like amazing schools, you have incredible degrees, you mentioned working. Um, putting your life on hold for another year is a big deal. Was that hard to make that decision? Yeah, thankfully my, my work, uh, you know, they had expected me to be full, full, full time um, a little a year earlier, but uh, my boss has been incredible. Um, I work for a small boutique firm that's got locations in Boston and San Francisco, and they said when when they found out about COVID and it getting postponed, their, their first thing was, oh, I'm so sorry. Uh, and That's then they nice. said, okay, let's, let's work with you. Um, so I was one of the lucky few where eh, maybe everyone seems pretty reasonable, but mm -hmm. I, w I was very lucky in that my bosses said, okay, um, this is absolutely horrible for you. You've been training now for this for four years. Um, we can work something out. We'll work it out. We'll, we'll be patient. So I know we had, we had a colleague who, who was getting married and whatnot, and, and that is tough. You, you, you do have to put a lot on hold to pursue this. Uh, as one of my friends says, it's incredibly selfish. And at the end of the day, that's what it is. It's, we're doing this for our country and for ourselves. Um, Can I just tell you, that is really big of you to say that. Because yeah. you don't always hear people yeah. acknowledge that pursuit of a goal, a dream, whatever, can yeah. be selfish. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. Yeah. I am plenty selfish, trust me. Yeah. But I just think that that's a really fair thing to yeah. say. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, my girlfriend tells me every day I can't wait for when rowing's done. <laughs> yeah, we're so lucky to just like even have the opportunity to like pursue a goal that isn't like directly related to a career. Um, we're just do like it doesn't make sense to row. Like we just do it because it's something that we're passionate about, something that we've put in that time, and it's just so nice uh, to you know have something like that to focus on, something that's so clear cut. Um, and even though it was a huge bummer to have to like have the Olympics canceled or delayed for a year. Uh, one thing that was actually really nice is we already sort of live this kind of monk-like hermit lifestyle. No. And when the rest of the world Father's is also- Anders just mentioned a girlfriend, he's not a monk. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I, Anders might be different, but uh, 
yeah, we have this sort of, you know, very regimented schedule and um, there generally is this uh, feeling of you're missing out on like normal life, but with everyone sort of trapped indoors, it was sort of like everyone was living what we were sort of already living. And then there were also benefits of uh, not having to commute into the office. Um, like work from home is actually works really well with training because you just, our schedules are so tight and just being able to cut out like 45 minutes of commutes give you so much more opportunity. Like you can use that to have like have breakfast and like make a smoothie and then like be like relaxed, stretched and like ready to get, dive into your work. Um, that's so, I, yeah. I totally relate to that because I am a morning news anchor and so mm -hmm. I get up at 2 a.m. Oh, and I oh, always, I oh. like maybe, this might be the only comparison I can make to an elite athlete, but I often have that feeling of like you're missing out on stuff yeah. because people are going to concerts, they're going out yeah. to yeah. dinner, they're yeah. doing whatever. Yeah. And this last year I'm like, none of y'all did anything, <laughs> just like me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I do, do kind of relate a little bit on that level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. totally. So looking out, I mean, um, you know, the last six months has been, is it going to happen? Is it not going to happen? It sure is looking like it's going to happen at this point. Mm -hmm. We're recording this um, toward the end of June. I feel like this could be, while it might be one of the more weird Olympics, this could be a great Olympics for everybody after the year we've had. I know. Yeah. Do you feel that? I do. I do. I've never been to Asia, so I'm also pretty excited about that part. <laughs> so that might be a little selfish as well. But yeah, no, I, I really do. I mean, I just feel like, you know, it's, we've talked about like that concept of a distraction. Yeah, yeah. I think it'll be really uh, nice to have, for people to have something to tune into. Um, I know it was so hard that period when there's just like four months where there's just zero sports on TV. Um, no, all the different uh, proteins were trying to figure out a way to, you know, safely get. Mm -hmm. And I think that we, the Olympics have benefited, or the Olympic, um, like organizing committee has benefited from being able to see what those teams have done and so we're going to um, be able to be really safe when we go over there and everything will sort of be virtual um, it's a it's a shame that like my parents won't be able to get to go but I think there'll be really good broadcasting as a result of like just being purely digital focused so I, I'm hoping that it'll be better spectator viewing than normal um, as a result of this, and um, I bet there'll be really good stories. I'm really excited to see how different teams, different athletes have coped with COVID this year and what they've done to sort of overcome this new challenge that's kind of unprecedented. And just to have something to cheer on for a while. Yeah, yeah I'll tell you, my, my mom's from the Netherlands and she's watching the Euro Cup right now, and usually she doesn't watch it, so I know there, there's a need for a distraction right about now. <laughs> yeah. so. Your mom's watching the Euro yep, Cup, yep, it's bad. Yep, yeah, she's texting me all the time right now. Oh, Holland's this, Holland's that. <laughs> <laughs> so next up for you guys, you're, you've got to get used to the heat and humidity of Tokyo because it is nothing like it is on this beautiful day here in Oakland. And um, you're taking one for Team USA and you're heading to Hawaii to do this. It's, uh, that's not everyone wants to go, but <laughs> we're, we're willing to do the hard things. Yeah. <laughs> That was definitely an unexpected perk, getting to go to Hawaii. So you're going to be rowing in Waikiki, getting used to the heat and humidity? Yeah, yep. yeah. we're really looking forward to it. It'll be really nice. When someone uh, first told me that this was a possibility, I thought they were joking. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I like, would have too. Wait, 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 what? We're, we're going to Hawaii? <laughs> Isn't there like gator country in Florida that could have simulated it? But I yeah. guess you're going the right direction, so yeah. maybe that's it. Yeah. I, uh, when I found out, I joked to my mom, I'll say, uh, I'm going to have a lot of strawberry daiquiris. <laughs> <laughs> Not if you want to stay training. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
<laughs> well, best of luck to you guys, and uh, thanks for letting us out. My partner Dami and I, oh, we just, we had, I'm not kidding you, I tell you, it was like the best day we've had in a long time. It just was super fun yeah. to get to see you guys up close. The fact that we did need a Zoom invite to shoot an Olympic story is a big deal to us these days. Yeah. <laughs> and we're just excited for you. Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, thanks so much for coming out. Absolutely. Yeah. So my apologies that you were not in that interview because no, I, okay. I could feel your <laughs> questions and I was trying to ask them, but we were kind of mic limited here in our, our weird setup. So I'm curious what stood out for you and also what did I forget to ask? I just know, yes, every question was great and every answer was great. They were just, it was nice to just talk to athletes. It was mm -hmm. just right. And you know, I think they were just happy to actually have somebody here to hear their voice their opinions and, and they were having a lot of fun. I mean, especially they loved having us here and usually it's like they hate having us here. Well, especially this close to a games. Yeah. I mean, the idea that you're you're coming and, you know, a couple weeks before they head out, honestly, in the past, like that's not necessarily no. been the best timing. It's like the guest who shows up like five minutes before you're about to shut the door and like turn off the lights. Um, but you're right, there was kind of a different feeling. I'm just super grateful to oh, USA Rowing for inviting us out here. Yeah, I mean, it was a real treat. That was fun. Plus, we got the boat ride. And we got a really good boat ride. <laughs> it was good stuff. All right, thank you for listening to this edition of Dying to Ask. If you want to keep up with me, I'll be posting lots of Olympic content in July on my Instagram account. You can find me at Run, Read, Sip. What's a good way for people to keep up with you? Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> but you have to be approved by me. Oh, well, good luck with that. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I'll let you know what Dami's up to. <laughs> on my Instagram account and uh, you can always reach out with your own Olympic questions and if there's something you'd like to hear about on the podcast let me know and if you have any questions about the Olympics please take advantage of our collective 40 years of Olympic coverage well you still had one other Olympics beyond that 96 yeah you well, were there in 96. 92 92 wow so it's you've been around for a long time mm, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you for listening to Dying to Ask the Road to Tokyo. We'll see you again next time.